What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm in one of those weird states where like my hands are hot, but my 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 body's cold, but my arms are sweating. That's not need, I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> I need help. Welcome to the crunch. It is your boy Ethan and I'm Patrick. I'm desperately waiting for you to tell me this story because I can't seem to put together any cogent thoughts. So yesterday, there's a, apparently there's a problem at my local Walmart. So <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently we have a problem because uh-huh. business is the usual other day the I went there Walmart. to like pick up some skin cream because uh, I live uh-huh. in a dry climate. Uh huh. We've been and, over this. Yeah. Yeah. And it was locked up. It was like a dollar and it was locked up in a case. You know, one of those like cases where they put electronics like video game cases. Yeah. And so like yeah. they have like a case that's like just it's yeah. And then he was like, yeah, these are like the money. This is like the products that we lost the most money on. So we have them locked in cages anyway. So a couple of weeks go by and it's ta-da, it's last night. So I need to buy some bread. I need to buy okay. some bread and also underwear. So I was okay. like, I'm going to buy uh, Walmart. I'm to Walmart to buy bread and underwear. Okay. And I got the bread. That one wasn't locked up. But I got to the, the un- socks. The underwear was locked up. <laughs> it was. It was. Was it really? Yeah, it was. And so I had to go find someone. I had to go find someone. So I was like walking around the store. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hello. How late? What time? What time is it? Was it was 10 p.m. <laughs> okay. It was 10 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> so when I got home from work and I was like, I got to go do this. And I have to find a lady who's like mm-hmm. old enough to be my grandma. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, excuse me, ma'am. Do I've you have a key repair. to the boxer need, box? <laughs> I need some new knickers. <laughs> and the problem, what I did wrong was I didn't look and locate the package that I needed before getting the lady. So you had to you had to browse underwear with her next to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she not only had to like unlock it for me, pull it out. I couldn't touch it. She had to pull uh-huh. it out, hand it to me, relock it. She had to walk me to the register. Yeah. 
So not only did she get to see how you decide what underwear you wear, but yeah. then she had to deal with the aftermath yeah. of you buying it. And That's crazy. I was walking with her. I was like, man, shoplifting isn't even really about money anymore. <laughs> no. It's like, instead of, instead Getting of putting underwear up, in peace. I was like, honestly, this experience is enough to deter me from shoplifting ever. Not that I ever have. But like, I mean, think about knowing my consequences, the, ac- the consequences of my actions are a grown woman has to help a grown man shop for underwear. You did this. You did this to us. So if you've ever shoplifted, stop. What I would really love is if there was one cabinet that had all of the items in it. And so you <laughs> could go in and it would be like, these These are all the items that we've lost the most money on. And it's like skin cream, copies of Raymond Raving Rabbids for the Nintendo Wii, <laughs> underwear, <laughs> the fish from the fish tanks. It would be great. <laughs> It's just one cabinet with all of the most shopliftable items. And I was like, I feel like this is, I feel like it's going to have like a ripple effect. You know, it's like those items are going to become the least shoplifted, but then the shoplifters are just going to like shift their focus to a different item. Uh-huh. You know, I think eventually the only solution is that. So, cause let's think about this from a bigger picture. Let's think about this philosophically. So, what is a store but a building where things are locked up and you have to go in <laughs> yeah, and exactly talk to the right that. people to get them? And so now or it's going to get to the point where they have to build a store around the, a box that you have to check in and go into. But then what if people start stealing stuff from inside of that box? Gosh. We might as well just scatter the goods across the planet and it's whoever gets to them first gets them. I think this it. is what Karl Marx was talking about. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was just trying to avoid the box within a box within a box. That's why they call them box stores. That's why they call them boxers. To be and that's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad you had a good Walmart experience. It at was. 10 PM. It was one of my two good Walmart experiences ever. Really? Yeah. And then I got home. I was on the phone with my mom. I had a four hour phone call with my mom. It was great. Uh, and. When I, I like on the phone call, went to the store, I was on the phone with my mom. Oh, I was also on the phone with my mom the whole time. Like While in my you're shopping for underwear with an old woman. Yes. So there were two people. It took two whole people, <laughs> two whole moms to get me uh-huh. my underwear. Yes. Um, and then I found out that my refrigerator was on the wrong temperature setting and it was making all my food go bad quicker. <gasps> did you know refrigerators had temperature settings? I did. I did. I just had a run in with a bad refrigerator not too long ago. <laughs> you had a run in with it? I yeah. Was your refrigerator running? <laughs> better catch it. My <laughs> my disciple Michael, I came over to his apartment and I said, "Hey, do you got any milk?" Cuz I saw that he had cereal and I said, "Oh, great. I'll just be on brand and I'll eat my the favorite brand. snack." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I got some milk. I checked it. It was like 7 days before it was supposed to expire. Should have been fine." I pour the milk into the bowl. Chunks. And I start No, no chunks, but I start eating it and I'm like, I know what cereal tastes like and this ain't it chief this ain't it and then he to try and like he's like no there's nothing wrong with my milk so he starts eating some and he's like there's nothing wrong with this milk what are you talking about and I kept trying to eat it but it was making me sick and so I was like no I can't I can't eat this later that day I had some very bad bathroom experiences and (laughs) he texted me and I was like I went up to him later and I was like dude your milk gave it to me and he's like oh you're just being a baby and then i get a text from him later that night he said i just got it from the milk <laughs> <laughs> the milk gave it to me the milk gave it to me the too. milk gave me the business so he had a temperature setting problem with his uh the old uh refrigerator 
Yeah. So and I know, I know Reese, as of two weeks ago, I know about the fridge. Yeah. The, my problem was my kitchen is so small and I am so tall that I can't stand far <laughs> enough back from my refrigerator to have seen where the temperature control is. So there was uh-huh. no way that I ever would have found out about it. Hmm. I had that problem once where Brianna, my other, my teammate, she's very short and there's a cabinet and I was looking for Frosted Flakes. This is a, just a separate cereal story. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for Frosted Flakes, but I couldn't because the way that the shelf was like looking, it was down in the back of a bottom shelf. And so I just saw the shelf and she was like, how could you not see it? It was right here. And I like squatted down. It was right in front of me, but I couldn't see it because my angle of my head hitting the shelf. And so we both have, we're both too tall and, and too, too, uh, too litty, too small. I'm really excited for this week's episode. We got a lot of good stuff in the email. We got, here's the thing, guys. You guys brought it this week. Who brought it? The the people. The okay. I am. I'm sorry to just change the topic like this, but I'm no, looking at okay. the emails right now, and I'm just so excited. We got a really good question. We got a Doctor Ethan's dating corner. Oh. Our good friend Matt Martinison, which is how you say his last name, sent us oh. a bunch of hot takes. It, it's not Martin Newson. Not Martinhausen. Martinhausen. <laughs> Heinen Martinhausen Schmiden. games. Yes, Matt. Matt is one of the one of the uh, the the smartest people I've ever met. Really? Yes, he is very that's, creative and good. That's rude to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been talking to him a lot recently, and so I'm happy he said in hot oh. takes. But I'm realizing now, is it okay to use like three hot takes from the same person? Uh, depends on if they're different. They are different. All right. Sure. Because yeah, he's got he's got a bunch of hot takes from the the. 2010 to 2012 one of them is a really bad new year's eve joke we'll just say they're from different people so that nobody knows that's a good idea okay yeah welcome to the hot take time machine your one-stop shop for hot takes uh in the if past. you in the past <laughs> it's a it's a segment where we go back and we got to go back Morty we got to get it back from the time before I mean Marty I mean my name's Doc and this a is a land before time a time before land 1 1.21 <laughs> we're going to send 1.21 gigawatts straight into your earphones and straight we're going to send you straight back in time to figure out how weird it is to meet your mom when she's younger and then you guys have a <laughs> intimate encounter in the backseat of a car but it'll be fine because it's rated pg i'm no longer <laughs> laughing at your joke i'm laughing at the idea of a movie called a time before land instead uh-huh. of a land before time uh that'd be really <laughs> just a bunch of dinosaurs in the water going how do we get out of this <laughs> i'm sorry okay. how do you think the dinosaurs pronounced pangea do you think we're saying it right <laughs> It hasn't uh, been passed down through the ages. It hasn't been passed down through the generations. Um, <laughs> You're giving me all right. You I'm think sorry. you'll recover? Sometimes from, I think of a joke and I just your own can't stop bit. laughing at it, and it's yeah. just in my own head. And that no happened to else. me. That happened to me last week with the Kronk's new groove. <laughs> the Kronk's, yeah, the Kronk's new groove. Oh my gosh! I think the reason why I'm laughing so hard at a time before land is the whole <laughs> land bit we did that one time. <laughs> <laughs> what is what land? is land? <laughs> I don't even know what land is. <laughs> 
Science, we got top men working on it. Can you imagine standing on land and looking up the Wikipedia page for what land is? Someone took the time to write that. Someone yeah. like used moments that will moments. They'll never get back. Yes. Fascinating. Anyway, we got top men so, working on a few things. We got top men gathering hot take time machines. We got top men figuring out what land is. <laughs> So two of these are like okay jokes from our good friend Matt Martinhausen, um, creator of the Catholic card game. Uh, one is I remember 2011 like it was yesterday. Um, uh, guess boo. what day that was posted? Yeah, January 1st, 2012. Yeah, I think it'd be bolder to to just make that post on January 2nd, uh-huh. 2012. I, I think, think I might post funny. that joke today. <laughs> February 19th, 2020. 2011 feels like it was yesterday. No, just say 2019 feels like it was yesterday. Because that's mm. just a general. And then in yeah. five years when we're still doing this podcast, we can talk about it. Ah. Yeah. But my favorite my favorite hot take from a different person, Matt Martin Kondo. Um, <laughs> if I Condor. were a superhero, I'd be Pickboy. <laughs> Pickboy? Remember Pickboy? What's Pickboy? Oh my gosh! This week's Verify Twenty Twenty is sponsored by Pick Boy. What's Pick Boy? Look him up. Look up Pick Boy. How do you spell it? Pick, like P I C, P I C K. Pick Boy. Pick Boy. Okay. The um, the Wikipedia page. He doesn't have his own Wikipedia page. So I guess he's not that famous. But uh, Jeff Sutphen. Sutphen. Sutphen is an American actor, producer, and game show host known primarily for his work with Nickelodeon's Brain Surge. From 2009 to 2011. Brain from 2012 search. to 13, he was the host of the show. Figure it out. He also uh, has his own YouTube channel. Was he Was he Pickboy? I think he was Pickboy. Well, what is Pickboy? Pickboy. Oh, F- yeah. You pick live. Control from, F Pickboy. Control F Pickboy. Como se Pickboy. Okay. Um, you pick live is a program that aired on Nickelodeon 2002-2005 on weekday afternoons. Um oh i think it's it's starting to come back yeah and you get to pick what show goes on yeah and he was and he was pick boy uh he was pick boy yeah he was pick boy um it was a superhero that picks people from the audience egotistic Mm. yet naive pick boy became a target um of many polls that is what kind of hairstyles pick boy have pick boy was kicked off the show literally when he was voted, who should be kicked off kicked the off show? The he show was forever. voted for off the show. <laughs> Wait, and so he made is... an appearance at the Democratic National, National Convention, Convention in August two thousand and eight. What? What? <laughs> Hold on a minute. So this show seems to be like it. It was on in two thousand and two, but it seems like it was advanced meta humor that we were not ready for. Okay, I remember him now. Starring Brent Popposlio and a bunch of other people, including someone named Mr. Foot. I know about Mr. Foot. You know about Mr. Foot, but not Pick Boy? <laughs> I literally, Google image search, if you're listening to this and you're like, what the heck are these guys talking about? Google image search Pick Boy, and it'll all come flooding back. Why was he at the Democratic National Convention? I think it was something. It was kids pick the president. That's what it was. Yeah, I guess this was back when uh, it was it was just Obama and Mitt Romney. You know. Yeah. Like no one was really worried about anything back then. Pick boy. Pick boy. Wow. So that's That's nuts. That's a that is a blast from the past. 
right? That's what I'm thinking. It's so funny Here's, that they had they had a question who should be kicked off the show forever, and the kids voted for the main host of the show. But I think I <laughs> and think then every they just, show, they just doubled and down they just and did kicked it. Them they off. did it. Yeah, they kicked him off, That's and he hilarious. was not allowed back on. I think every wait. Do you remember the do cow? That. The cow. Who's the cow? I remember this cow. Mm-hmm. Man, what a what a group of '90s people. The cow. There's a luchador, a cow, and like just a white guy who looks like he should be a stand-up comedian from 2009. Uh huh. Um, a girl yeah, that looks like Jamie Lynn Spears. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't say too much about the show itself. Um. But I do think I do think I would like to be Pick Boy when I grow up. Maybe that'd be a good. That was Halloween back when. Costume. That was back when Nickelodeon still had like a studio in um, Orlando. Uh huh. I think. Right now, one of the guys' alley. hosts was named Antonio Nevis. <laughs> He's like Nevy, but two of them. Sweet. He, good hot take time a, machine. All he right. has a third. <laughs> he has a third hot take, doesn't he? Yeah, he does have a third hot take. Uh, he has several, actually. Um, his third hot take. Oh, that 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 pick boy one was from March twenty seventh, two thousand and ten. Wow. Um, April 9th, two thousand and ten. I miss you, Weird Al. Hey, that's that that's not a hot take. That is a current take that is cold. Everybody loves Weird Al. Everybody loves Weird Al. Did you know that but I used to listen to Weird Al almost exclusively? I didn't know that, but I knew that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's not something that surprised you. The song Hardware <laughs> Store was a was a huge hit for me because there was a youtube video of the song hardware store set set to a video that people made in the hit game uh world of warcraft and i loved world of warcraft and so because it was the weird al song combined with my favorite game i then memorized all of the lyrics to that song i also loved white and nerdy that's I a also good one. I loved the the parody of American Pie about the Star Wars prequel. That one is is a work of art. In a galaxy far away, Naboo was under an attack. Because it parodies two one. things I don't understand: the Star Wars sequels <laughs> and the song American Pie. What's wrong with the song American Pie? We analyzed that. I just that don't my, understand it. My freshman history class, I distinctly, you about it. I distinctly remember Mrs. Allen saying the Big Bopper. The as if we, like, as if we should. Yeah, he's one of the guys who died in the plane crash that American Pie is about. Oh, I didn't know that it was about a plane. crash. You didn't know it was about the plane crash? Listen, everybody learns something new every day. Teach me, learn me. There was like multiple musicians on this plane that that uh, were very famous, and they died. And then this dude wrote the song called American Pie. Okay, so I understand these two things have nothing in common. But how does the song American Pie? fit in with the movies American Pie that are definitely pornography. I don't I don't know. I don't think I've never seen the movies American Pie. I've just heard of them. I have heard of them. Uh so the Buddy Holly died in that Yeah, plane I knew crash. that one. Okay, I knew that. The Big right, Bopper. I knew the song was about Buddy Holly, but I didn't know it was about a plane crash cuz I didn't know and, Buddy Holly died in a plane crash. And Richie Valens. Gotcha. The Day That Music Died. Mm. Yes. So, the uh, well, then in that case, the Phantom Menace was also an American tragedy. So, <laughs> the day that cinema died. <laughs> you ever think about? Uh, I was thinking about the 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 prequels the other day about how it's weird that like dudes like Samuel L. Jackson are just in it, and, and yeah. Liam Neeson, Natalie like, Portman. Yeah, 
which is kind of weird because the whole charm of the original Star Wars. I guess Harrison Ford was in it, and he was famous at the time, but I don't think he was. Was he? Was that his first gig? I honestly don't think any of them were that famous at the time. Yeah. Was he Indiana Jones after Star Wars? I guess he was. It was simultaneous, I think. It was like around yeah. the same time. Hmm. See, that's weird. That's weird to me. And then they went the wrong way, and they got a bunch of famous people and a bad child actor. <laughs> Tough. I definitely got I definitely got uh, Natalie Portman and Anne Hathaway confused for the first half of my life. I've, I'm still getting Anne Hathaway and Angelina Jolie confused in my brain. Even though I know they're very different, I, they still get mixed up. Did you know Shakespeare's wife was named Anne Hathaway? You know Shakespeare was black? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I have one more Why'd hot take. Why'd you laugh at that? You think you think it's funny to be of a different race, Patrick? No, I just think it's funny for Shakespeare <laughs> to be black. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. It's like the it's like the hit uh 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 play Hamilton. We're just mixing it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah okay <laughs> yeah. whatever ethan keep going yeah keep, keep going with your dumb podcast um, leave me out of this oh wait no dang it we can't do this one because it's not from more than five years ago it's okay we can still do it okay it's true it's our show i tweeted <laughs> i don't know if i said this on the podcast before but i tweeted this a couple of years ago and i think it's really funny okay here we go if there's no god how come all the states fit together perfectly <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Explain you that can. with your science. You can have that one. Um, <clears throat> sweet. <laughs> that's a top. That's a top tier Ethan Stevie tweet. Really? I think that. I think that. I think that's something that you tweet. Is you it? Tweet. Um, <clears throat> I think. Yeah, I think my when I was in my prime, my tweets were a little bit weirder. Mm-hmm. They were a bit off. The, I, I'm still waiting for the uh, breast pump tweet to be five years old. That's, oh, that tweet was so funny. That's the day. That's I've the tried day. explaining that tweet to so many people, and it just you, hasn't. You can't. You can't do it. It's one of those things that I hope when they make a coffee table book out of my tweets, I hope it's on, it's on the cover. Hey there, Crunch listeners. It is your boy, Ethan. Uh, just wanted to hop in real quick because this is the part of the show where Patrick took two minutes to find the emails that we answered for the rest of the, the, rest of the podcast. I want to let you know about Meat Island Thursday. Uh, Meat Island Thursday is this week the podcast is being uploaded february 20 24th that might be wrong somewhere around there and uh, meat island thursday is february 27th 2020 now you may have heard our ad previously but this this ad has got new and updated details uh so if you don't know meat island thursday is a celebration of the the one thursday in between ash wednesday and good friday where we can eat meat uh, the name is pretty self-evident. Um, there's a huge gathering. It's like a real serious event. Like This isn't a joke. Uh, it's Meat Island Thursday 2020 in the Washington, D.C. metro area. If you want to attend, you can register at MeatIslandThursday.com or send an email to MeatIslandThursday at gmail.com if you've got some questions. Uh, but I've recently been informed that there's an event going on at the event, an activity at the event, an event at the activity. And apparently, a, a large industrial scale has been purchased, like the kind that FedEx uses to weigh mail shipments. Um, and there will be teams of people who are just going to eat meat for two hours, and they're going to weigh you at the beginning, and they're going to weigh you at the end. And whichever team has gained the most weight, it's like the biggest loser, except in reverse. It's the biggest meat islander. Um, total drama island. Total meat island weigh-in. 
uh, and you get voted off, you get uh, they they take away your meat privileges for the rest of your life if you lose. And so, check it out. Um, it's a very interesting. Uh, event it's not something that I would have ever come up with and so I'm very glad that I get to promote it on this podcast um, give it a check out that is at meetislandthursday at gmail.com meetislandthursday.com February 27, 2020 there is still time to register uh, stay hungry and enjoy the rest of the show question for the pod this is it okay thank you gosh this is good alright okay what do you got for us, Pat? First, don't you want me? Don't you want me to sing the song? Oh, we're doing the jingle. Oh yeah, we're doing the jingle. Wow, you brought it up this time. I did bring it up, but That's here's, here's why. I didn't bring it up because I I want to sing. I brought it up because someone else wants me to sing. We Who's got that? an email from, we got an email from Danielle, and I think I think this is gonna give me some material for many many weeks to come. So. She not only linked to the rhymezone.com slash rhyme slash at, but she gave me a couple of of her own, including uh, some examples from other poems like people by Robert Louis Stevenson and Ah. uh, songs from The Corpse Bride and Hamilton. Uh, So (laughs) The Corpse Bride. The Corpse. Yeah. Everybody's favorite Shakespearean work, The Corpse Bride. Yeah. It makes sense. Can someone please swat that gnat? Now it's time for crunch on that. Thank you, Danielle. Uh, mm, snap, 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 snap. I really think we're in danger of of over sanitizing the crunch on that. The beauty of crunch on that is that it's under duress. It's not, planned. <laughs> <laughs> and that you have no. The beauty of crunch on that is that it's not user submitted. It's host forced. It's host forced. Yeah. <laughs> Imposed. <laughs> I love the attempt, Danielle, to uh, incorporate the audience, but this is the one part of the show where Patrick is, we have to sh- send him out on his own dinghy and like let him flail about in the ocean for a while before we <laughs> reel him back in. The only, the only thing I do want to bring up from this is this is actually, this actually fits. This is from the Bagman's dog, the Mr. Huh? Peter story by Richard Harris Barham. Barham. You're saying lots of words Har- right now. I know. It's apparently a poem. Okay. And hark, what's that? They have got into a chat. And I'm like, that just perfectly encapsulates what Crunch on that all is all about. Okay. Hark. Speaking of what's hark, that? I uh, I just watched the movie The Lighthouse the other day. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to give it a big old thumbs down a rooski. What's The Lighthouse about? Um, It's about, have you seen the trailer? No. It's, I don't watch trailers. Really? Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, it's black and white. The aspect ratio is like one to one, so it's like in a square. Um, why? Because why? it's filmed to be like an old-timey kind of thing. They do a lot with like shadows and lights and stuff. The cinematography is really good, but the subject matter of the film is like both of them are crazy in the whole movie. You don't really know like which one is crazy until the end you realize that they're both crazy. And <laughs> it's just... Um, what a twist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Man, this movie must be about American politics. <laughs> There's this one scene in it that everyone was like gushing over um, online. It's like this scene. Willem Dafoe has like a monologue where he does this. It starts with the word hark. That's why it made me think of <laughs> what you said. He does oh, it this, is like, supposed to be old timey, huh? Yeah, he does this like two minute long uh, curse on this guy, like calling to name the 
gods, Poseidon and the, the, the gods of the sea to like damn him to become one with the sea or something or other. Yeah. And it's meant to be like, it's kind of played off as a joke because he did it because the guy didn't like his cooking. And then at the <laughs> end he's like, all right, I like your cooking. And everyone's Sounds supposed like to say, ha ha. And it's like, okay, that's really funny. But also like curses are real, you know, and it just, the whole movie, there's a lot of, a lot of bad imagery and a lot of bad stuff going on in it. And, uh, I don't know. It tried to be simultaneously like a Greek myth while also being like a Judeo-Christian, like search for salvation, search for God kind of thing. And I think it just was so like you decide what it's about that it just ended up being (laughs) bad, (laughs) you know? Is it a dream or did it happen? Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Says a lot about society. It really does. And it was like, everyone's like, wow, this was so good. It was so deep. It's like, no, you just like it when people have lines memorized and can say them with passion. Like that's, that's, (laughs) you don't really like the movie. You just are like, well, Willem Dafoe, good. Yeah. Like whatever. Um, 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 um. (laughs) Anyway. It's probably fine. I'm probably just overreacting, but I just didn't enjoy watching somebody curse another guy and then both of them go insane and kill each other. Like, that wasn't fun for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Hark. Hark. What, what's our what's our question? So, this question comes from Rachel. Shout out, Rachel. Uh, mm. Hiya. Hope hey. you all are doing well. Fan of the pod. Ah, uh, great. Um, <clears throat> Clearly not. I'm catching up, listening to episodes, and <laughs> I listened the to pod. the pepperoni episode, and I have a few thoughts. Quite, I don't understand why people call it pod. Pod. I don't That's understand so weird it. to me. But I mean, I don't. I don't. If hate anything, it. call it a cast. <laughs> um, <clears throat> she has a couple of thoughts. Sure. So we. She was listening to the pepperoni episode. Uh, why'd you slice the pepperoni so small mm-hmm. um i don't remember when we said that in the episode but that's the title <laughs> of the episode it is it's when uh, we're talking about putting a tiny pizza on a on a pistachio oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh why does the female always have to be subordinate to the male in the relationship when you said the man has to lead the woman to holiness it makes it seem as though she cannot get there herself society always has the female as second so this is just difficult for me to accept because i see men and women as equal children in the eyes of god any thoughts on this and then just oh. another question after that. What are your thoughts on that real quick? I mean, we live in a society, which we is do the, first, society. the first thing to note. Um, the only reason that I think that the female should be subordinate to the male in the relationship is because it says it in the Bible. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> I, it also yeah, says. <laughs> <laughs> it says a lot of other stuff, too. That's just my meme answer. Um, I think you have to be very clear with your terms when you talk about subordination and submission. Um, because uh, I feel bad. I feel like I'm talking out of school because I'm talking to a guy who literally like writes books on this stuff. You know, Patrick. My Patrick Greek is, New Testament, real quick. Patrick's pulling out his Greek New Testament. <clears throat> um, let's go to Ephesians five and see what the original word was. I'm yeah, just kidding. About, I can't do that. <laughs> okay. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, what? I was literally just reading Ephesians five today. Oh, really? During my whole era, yeah, yeah. And I didn't bring my Bible upstairs, obviously. That's okay. I, I'm a scrub. You have it memorized. Yeah. <laughs> be uh, but it does say like, be subject to one another as unto Christ. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So it starts off with be subject to one another, mm-hmm. and this is what I rant about all the time. Yeah. Starts off with be subject to one another. Then it says, wives, be subordinate to your husbands for this, that, and the other thing. Husbands, husbands. die for your wives, right? Yeah, so, like, wives. first off, it's not a, it's, it's kind of like when you, like, say, hey, everybody, you need to do this thing. You need to do this, and you need to do this. It's not like he says, wives, be submissive to your husbands because it's more important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that. When we talk about this verse, we like to stress one or the other. Mm -hmm. So we like to stress either wives be submissive to your husbands or husbands die for your wives because one makes us more comfortable, right? One is more uncomfortable to talk about. Priests literally make jokes about this from the pulpit. They're like, I'm not going to preach on that because I'm a man and I'm going to get women or an anatomy. Um, I think we should take it from a place where I think, I think Rachel does. Where it's like, I'm going to assume that scripture is not sexist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because God made both, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to I'm gonna take it from there. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to answer this question and I want to talk about it. Yeah. I think it's... Um, I don't... I, obviously, I believe that women can come to be holy on their own. Like, clearly, just look at the saints like Therese <laughs> and Teresa yeah. of Avila and Catherine of Siena. Like, clearly, you don't need a husband to make you holy. Yeah. Um, and so if that was the implication that we made, I apologize, but I do think that in a relationship, the man is very clearly through scripture, the head of the household. Like he's the guy who's been told, like you are the guy who's supposed to lead your wife and your, your children mm-hmm. to heaven. And so, that how I've always heard it is like, and I don't know if this is just like what they tell people to like make them feel good about themselves, but it's like when you talk about submission, it means like being under the mission of, and so like you, you as the man have to be having the right mission, have to be living out the mission of holiness, of sainthood. And 
when they talk about that for your wife and for your children, like they're also supposed to be living that mission, right? And you're just supposed mm-hmm. to be leading them in that way. Um, that's not to say, I think what's interesting is um, to go back to, there's a Catching Foxes episode on, on men and women that I think is really good that talks about how men desire uh, their kind of root desire that they're looking for is respect and women, their root desire that they're looking for is unity. And so uh, women love to unite and they're always trying to unite families. They're trying to unite people. They're trying to unite friends. They're trying to unite with their significant other men seek more for respect than they do for unity. And so um, that's just like how we are designed. That's how we're built. That's what we're looking for from each other. And I don't know necessarily why or how, but I do know that the reason that we are different and the reason that we have these different sort of basic desires and basic needs um, to be fulfilled means that we're meant to work together. And so, yeah, I think it'd be silly if like we were exactly equal because then it's like, obviously we're equal in dignity. We're just not equal in the way that we work. Yeah. It's, it's co-equal in dignity. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I, I, I do want to bring up what you said about love versus respect. And it is interesting. When I first heard that, I, I've heard that before. And it just kind of bugs me a little bit. Tell me why. It feels that di- I don't like dichotomy, right? Uh, Dichotomous thinking when yeah. it comes to femininity and masculinity is silly because it's right. not dichotomous. It's complementary. Yes. Um, earlier today, Father Anthony made a really funny joke. He was like, what if we called it complementarity and it was just for the <laughs> fellas? <laughs> That's funny. Um, and uh, anyway, so, but in Ephesians 5.33, he finishes up the talk about wives and husbands. And he says, in any case, each one of you should love his wife as himself and the wife should respect her husband. Uh-huh. And so St. Paul even makes that distinction between love and respect. But that that, asks the, that ne- then follows the question, what does Paul mean by respect? Ah. Right? Does he mean Find like, out what it means to Paul. Because R-E-S-P-E-C-T. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what Paul means to me. <laughs> um, yeah, because I think respect in Paul's case is not undying adulation and awe of yeah. a person. Uh-huh. Right? It's deference out of love to that person and then also i think we have to i think we have to have an understanding of what biblical respect is and i think we also have to have an understanding of what biblical leadership looks like Ah. so what does it look like to say men need to lead their wives to heaven it's more about them not leading them to not heaven than it is about what they do to lead them (laughs) that is a triple negative (laughs) get out of here it's like leadership right biblical leadership looks like what he says like when you have authority over someone don't lord it over them like the gentiles do and this is what i talk about in my whenever i rant about complementarity i rant about this like the the fallen fallen masculinity paradise paradise masculinity pre-fall masculinity was was the ruler of creation with femininity by his side Mm -hmm. but fallen masculinity took lordship and placed everything under himself including other men and women, right? And so resurrected, baptized masculinity, right, requires servant leadership. And so it's like, if any of you wishes to be the greatest, you need to become the least. Mm -hmm. And so if you read this passage in isolation, which many people do because they're fallen men, they place this passage above the passages that say, if you wish to have authority, don't lord it over like the Gentiles do. Be like be servants of one another, right? 
and so what this means is that like masculinity is called to to love as himself because his fallen state is prone to lording over he's prone to controlling he's prone to like you know using his power for for evil right um and so in order to sanctify himself he needs to die to himself and uh yeah i think this kind of goes into our next question which like takes the takes it from that point uh-huh um oh never mind i read it wrong great we'll talk about this later this is a dr <laughs> ethan's dating quarter question <laughs> do you have any thoughts on that uh yeah i do i think um I think there's like with everything, I think people were in such a time where people are so starved at seeing what a real relationship looks like, either from their parents or from their friends um, that anytime you talk about what a relationship should be like, yeah, we get stuck in the dichotomy and like, obviously when I say like women desire this and men desire this, I'm not saying women only desire this and men only desire this, which is like, which I know you get that Um, because as it's just if you've ever like known somebody if you've ever been a in a relationship with somebody you know that it's not just black and white all the time mm-hmm. like in your friendships like i have good friends that i know like yeah they like these things in this situations and they don't like these things in these situations and it the more you know somebody the more you know um you know about them you know what they want and what they need and how they respond to different situations. And you can't say definitively, well, this person always does this when this happens. Yeah. And so, and it, that's why people get so frustrated with God. Cause they're like, well, God is supposed to do this. And it's like, well, you don't have that expectation for the people in your life. So why would you have that for God? Um, or your significant other, like for a lot of guys these days, like, well, my wife is supposed to be subordinate to me. And the wives are like, well, my husband is supposed to love me. And it's like, well, okay, there's a lot of nuance here. There's a lot of gray area that like you can't just operate under a framework of, well, this is what's supposed to happen if I have a good Catholic relationship. This is what it's supposed to be like because this is what I've been told. Um, You have to allow for some people need things. Like, I don't know. It's weird to call things like to split them up between masculine and feminine. It's like weird to work within a framework. That's not because men and women are, that's a dichotomy, right? There's only two (laughs) genders. Yeah. And so there are things that maybe in general women need more of, or women respond to better and men respond to better and need more of, but like that doesn't mean that they're exclusive and like they can't flow back and forth, you know, from one to the other. Like and dichotomous thinking with masculinity and femininity looks at exclusivity and saying, this is what men are and this is what women are and this is what they need and do. And if you don't need and do these things, you aren't really a man or aren't really a woman. And yeah. it's silly, yeah. right? Because yeah. like in some sense, it's just <laughs> we're like 85% the same you and, and like 15% different. No, men and women, oh. you know, like in terms of our bodies, right? And our bodies reveal our souls. So, like, our bodies are, like, 85% the same and, like, 15% different, you know? Mm. Not just in our sexualities, but also, like, in our brain chemistry and, like, in in some ways that, like, our organs are shaped, you know, because there's, like, extra stuff in there for women and, like, you know, the, the way that certain things work are different. The way we, like, for instance, like, the way we gain weight looks different, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's not just our sexuality that's different. I have it's never the, pushed a baby out of me. 
I have never pushed a baby out of me, and I never will. I never will. Thank God. I truly, um, truly. But so there, there's like 85 percent of the same, and this 15 percent that's different. That adds up, right? Yeah, it does. Uh, and we don't. I think we either focus on the 85 or we only focus on the 15. And I think the world focuses on the 85 right now, and the church focuses on the 15. We should look at the 100. We should look at the. We should keep it 300. All my and homies, we, <laughs> 300, 300. What, where did that joke go? That was such a funny joke. It was so classic. It's so old. It's so that's, retro. That's, that's, that's antique crunch. It really is. Um, it's like episode four. We look at... I think it's episode one. We look... Um, yeah, we, we look at the 15 and the world looks at the 85 and says... The world looks at the 85 and says there's nothing different. The Christian church, like Christianity in general looks at the 15 and goes, they're so much different. Like women are basically different creatures than we men We need are. women's groups. We need men's groups. Separate yeah. them. Put a wall between them. We're, put veils on the women. We can't worship. Oh, no, we're back to first century Judaism. <laughs> Shoot. <Dang. laughs> Gosh darn it, we messed um, up. <laughs> we have to go back. And by go back, I mean go forward. 1.21 um, gigawatts. <laughs> what you said. What you said semi-sarcastically, I mean completely, <laughs> seriously. We need to look at the 100% of the person, right? It's like, we do need to look at what's the same and what's different at the same time. And so when you say, oh, well, men desire respect and women desire love, I think, like, I was talking to Phoebe, and she was like, if you disrespected me, I would feel unloved. Yes. You know? But that's like, hard. Yes. It's hard. But it's like... I don't want to... <laughs> I think, I think we, shouldn't, we shouldn't say men need love women or sorry men need respect women need love it's like straight Mars. down the middle like that women are from venus um, yeah it's full it I, the more i think about it the madder i get and i should probably just not get angry here we go i want to keep poking the bear for i think since that i don't i i remember having my friends having to read that book in health class and i was like this seems silly like this seems stupid men and women are both from earth earth <laughs> you know like men and women are both i mean and like we think about things differently and like sometimes we have different personalities but i always hated being put in a box you know i get really upset when mm -hmm. when men make jokes like oh the old ball and chain like oh you know remember guy oh, the engage encounter i went on an engage encounter last weekend it was great but one of the jokes that one of the guys it. made was like was like remember fellas yes dear and i'm like shut oh, up boo. stop like Get calm down can i share a comment like, sorry yeah, i'm, I'm, okay. gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna yell going. this real yeah, quick yeah, yeah, i'm gonna yeah. yell this real quick like don't cheapen my sacrifices for my wife like that when i say yes dear to my wife i am not i'm not saying something just to keep the peace i'm doing i'm legitimately setting aside myself so that she can have like so that she can be more comfortable that's good mm-hmm Instead of saying, oh, like, remember, always, the wife's always right, don't, that cheapens it, right? Just say, like, mm -hmm. even if, even if you think she's wrong, sometimes you should just let her be, you know? And same with, you're, you're same with your husband. It's like, sometimes he's wrong, but instead of just, instead of, like, haranguing and, like, debating and getting angry and, like, insisting the curtains need to be, uh, dusty rose instead of, um, regular rose, I don't know, colors you, are weird. Get them, Pat. <laughs> get the colors. <laughs> Dusty Rose is one of my wedding colors. That uh, has no, that's no, that's nothing that I'll, has nothing to do with it. I'll be there. Um, instead of getting mad about that, like just make the compromises, you know, and like and like love each other and 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 sacrifice for each other, and don't don't do that thing where it's like all the men are on one team and all the girls are on the other, but we each have to live with the enemy. You know, it's 
I'm tired of that. It's a cliche. It's dumb. It's stupid. And I hate it. And I'm sorry. I just don't want, I just don't want my life to look like that when I get older. Cause I no. love Phoebe. I don't ever want to not love her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what it feels like when people talk about this kind of stuff. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm not engaged. I'm not ready. Sorry. To get yeah. Married, Tell you, say but, your thing now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, uh, I am dating someone. And so the, Ooh. I know. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. You gave it to me for three years. I'm going to send it right back over. <laughs> I know that's fair, but, uh, I started dating like a month and a half ago. And so Valentine's day came up. Right. Yeah. And, and we talked and, she said, like, hey, I really would prefer it if you just didn't get me anything. And I was like, you sure? And she's like, yeah. And I said, okay, you don't have to get me anything either. And she said, great. And, like, we – she got you something. No, 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 no. We did – no, oh, okay. that's not even happened. And, like, we did something else for each other, and it was really nice. Um, And the – I was telling that to somebody, like, when I was, was hanging out with people this past weekend, and they were like, oh, she told you not to get something? Like, and you believed her? And I was like, yeah, I believed her. Because she didn't lie to you. <laughs> yeah, like you, like this weird expectation that like from men that women are lying to you all trying the time, to trap trying you. to yeah. trap you. Yeah, and that might come from real wounds and real relationships where that has happened to them. But in general, like that is another attitude where it's like, oh, she told you not to get you something. <laughs> you better. This is a trap, bro. You better do something about that. I'm like, all right. Listen, I, sorry for trusting my girlfriend. What do you want tell me to me do? Tell me more. Tell me more. Like, did he have a car? It's like those things. Yeah. And so yeah. it just is, it's weird to me that that is the, the, that just gets perpetuated all the time. And then we just kind of like, Haha, and like we laugh as if it's a, I'm fine with going to level three irony and saying ball and chain, as long as we know that we're at level three <laughs> irony. Because That's what I said too. I was like, I've said that ironically yeah, as well. Yeah, because there's level one of like the old ball and chain is like an il- a real joke that a 40-year-old man thinks is funny. There's yeah. level two where it's like, that's not funny. And then there's level three where it's like, ah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Double down. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's people who go to the level four and say, everyone's saying this ironically, but I believe. <laughs> oh, gosh. You got to get a little f- level five and say that just to make those people upset. <laughs> It keeps going. The levels of comedy. Seven baby. layer dip of irony, man. Just I keep know. laying it on. Um, so yes. What Rachel's question was <laughs> was um we have the female second and everything, so like so what? Like what's the what what do we do, right? What what is what does equality in the eyes of God mean if there's gender differences, right? Um we kind of have to step back from our postmodern mm, view our, our of post the world. Our post-Malone view of the world. Our post-Malone view of the world. And just accept, like, Christian life looks different. And mm. I hate, I hate that we always have to say, of course, abusive relationships are different. <sighs> yeah. When we talk about submission, that's not even kind of what submission looks like. Mm-mm. You know? And narcissism and emotional manipulation and all these like toxic behaviors uh it's the opposite of submission not to mention pornography affecting all of these things too oh yeah yeah even the word which itself has become mm -hmm. bastardized by pornography yep so i think what needs to happen here is not a rejection of saying man has to lead a man has to lead a woman to holiness um what needs to happen is a redefinition of what the word lead means. What a different definition of the word like 
being subordinate to one another mm-hmm. means. Mm-hmm. Um, and also an understanding that uh, you're called to be submissive to one man, um, not all of them. I think some men, when they read this, they think, oh, this means that I am, men are all great and all more powerful than women. Yike. You know what I mean? Yike. And I think that women read this and they see that in the world where men believe that mm-hmm. they're better than women in general. And so they think the Bible's backing it up, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they, um, they double down and then we get like this weird Christian feminine thing. Yeah. It's like, it's not bad. I mean, it is kind of bad. It's bad when it gets unhealthy yeah. where you're opposing men all the time Yeah. on my Twitter account, which is why I've logged off for the past month. Forever. Forever. I just don't like Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's women are called to be submissive to their husband. That's it. Husbands. Husbands. Zzz. And husbands are called to die for their wife. Mm. You know, and it's. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think we spend too much time focusing on how the other sex does that poorly and not enough on how we do it poorly. It's the same thing with everything in the spiritual life or in relationships with other people is if the problem is always out there, then you're, I don't have to change. You're doing, yeah, I don't have to change. And that's like the wrong mindset. Yeah. Um, a lot can be remediated by taking time, examining yourself, repenting, asking for forgiveness, basking in the mercy of Jesus and mm-hmm. trying again <laughs> and then failing and then asking for forgiveness. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's yeah. a loop. That's just what it is. And so there's no like, ah, once we teach men this, or once we teach women this, or once we teach relationships or teach couples this, then we'll know. Yeah. It's like, it's what father Anthony said in our t- chat last night. He's like ministry. And it, to an extent, like the whole Christian life, there's no silver bullet. There's no like answer. It's just, you live from your heart, you suffer and you die. You like you. And that's it. Yeah. Welcome to the party. <laughs> I'm tired. Write of that it. book on evangelization. Yeah. Evangelization is just death with a few more steps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like, I'm kind of glad that renewing Eden didn't pan out the way I wanted it to that book that I was writing. Oh yeah. That's a working title. That was the title of my thesis. Can you write a book and called Renewing Ethan? Ethan. <laughs> Renewing Ethan. Oh, God. That's so funny. <laughs> that's you don't so like funny. it? I had a, I had a joke at, a, at the talent show at Franciscan once. Yeah. I I held up an Emily Wilson book, and I said, now that I've now that I've been on stage in front of a – now that I've been on stage at Steubenville University, I have to do what all speakers do. I wrote a book. <laughs> uh, it's called Wilting Blossom, Embracing Your Authentic Femininity During Menopause. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. It was really good. <laughs> Teresa wrote that joke. Um, yeah. It was awesome. We should hire Teresa. We should hire Teresa to write all of our jokes. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm kind of glad that that book didn't pan out the way it was because I'm realizing now that like, I think that we, I, I, I honestly believe that you need to study both genders in tandem. You can't just talk about what authentic masculinity is and what authentic femininity is on its own. Yeah. But I, I feel like writing a book directed towards men will give me a better opportunity to address specifically the sins that men have, that men struggle with, and like not just the porn ones, <laughs> the ones that are actually yeah. like pride and, and toxicity and all that stuff. But because if you, if you talk about both at the same time, 
if you talk about the flaws that women tend towards and the flaws that men tend towards, you're just going to focus on what the other people have to fix and you're not going to do it yourself. Um, so yeah, I think, I think as men, we should focus on learning how to sacrifice more and women need to focus on um, the thing that women need to focus on. I don't know what that is. I think we're also fighting against the culture. Um, we do live in a culture. How come there's a pick boy but no pick girl? <laughs> explain that one to me. This is where <laughs> Ex- explain that with your religion. It's a non-starter. Um, can I have the, the the dating corner question? I want there's two. There's two. Oh, hey, here we go. We got two Doctor Ethan's dating corners. Bye, so, welcome to Doctor Ethan's dating corner. Uh, question for DDC. This one, this one comes from from Rachel. So we'll check, we'll hit, we'll check back in with how Rachel's doing. Um, I think this generation of guys in their twenties are too afraid to ask a girl out. So we're left feeling confused and frustrated, and just wait around for the right guy. I've dated guys that are who I think are intimidated because I know what I want out of a relationship, and they don't know how to handle it. Rachel, you sound like a strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. So how does a strong, independent woman like Rachel deal with these guys who won't get their stuff together? Dr. Ethan. The only thing you can really do is change your Siri voice to an Australian male and they'll immediately that's it. Hop on it. They'll used to say, Hey Siri, at, ask, like, ask me out. <laughs> they're like they're like, Why is Matt Fred trapped in your phone? Uh um Croy. Does your phone own a watch company? Come from a land down under. Would you like a Vegemite and money sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Vegemite and money. Oh man! I um, when I say offshore accounts, I just mean my my publishing house. In <laughs> I Australia. mean the shore of Galilee. Those are where yes. my offshore accounts are. Boom. Um, how does a strong, independent woman find a guy? Yeah, I, I think the answer for a woman is the same as my answer for men who, um can't seem so i like no guys yes men are supposed to be the initiators but sometimes like honestly i talk i'm gonna talk about the guy perspective first because i'm a dude and i work with guys every day and then i'm gonna go to the girl so for guys that i know that are really striving in holiness they're they're great men they're very well disciplined um they just don't like anybody right like they don't there's no women around them that they're like wow i want to date this girl and that's fine that's okay right there's no there's no like because you're a holy catholic man you should just be asking girls out left and right um, I think sometimes that's the that's the pressure that was even given to us when we were at training this year after we got off the dating fast. They were like, go if you're not going on dates, you should be discerning the seminary. And it's like, well, hold on. Maybe I just don't <laughs> like anybody. Like, can you is that is that OK? Wait, hold on. Focus hits you with that that year long dating fast. And like, if you haven't gotten on the train now, you better just go become celibate. Seriously, it's the first <laughs> the first week of training. The dating fast is over, has been over for maybe two weeks at this point. And they literally oh tell gosh. you, like, if you at training, if you have not done this. If, you, if you're not trying to go on dates with girls, like you, you better be discerning the seminary. And I'm like, ah. talking out of both sides of their mouth. I know Jeez. all these, all the guys were like looking at each other, they're like, uh, we've been here for like three days. Like, <laughs> can you give us some time? So, Honestly, you need to work faster. The freshmen at Franciscan work faster than three days. They're dating before they show up. <laughs> I think that there's a Facebook page they put all the freshmen in. I think that's the worst idea ever. I think it's the best. They're all idea. scrolling through each other's pictures, getting getting real getting real parched. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Ready for the first week of school, baby. <laughs> and so my advice for these guys is just to keep praying 
uh, to keep growing in holiness. I need to stop podcasting during the work day. I know. The account, the, the bookkeeper down the hall. <laughs> I was talking to her and she was like, sometimes I hear weird things coming from your office at 3 p.m. <laughs> on Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. I was like, don't mind me. I'm just balling with my boys. <laughs> I just balling with the boys. Saving Western civilization. One, one, <laughs> one week boy at a, time. at a time. One boy at a time. I think this is the same answer for women. is like, yeah, if you... If no guys are asking you out, there will be a guy that asks you out. You just, you just might not be here yet, you know? And so it's like looking not, no, not even keep looking. Just keep growing in holiness. Keep praying every day. Realize that your worth is not in whether or not a guy asks you out and realize that a guy's worth is not in whether or not he asks you out. Ooh. Ooh. Because I think, I know, because I think sometimes it's like, how come all these men are like not manning up? It's like, well. Probably because there's been no good men to lead them. So pray for good men to lead those men. Be a strong, holy woman because you are. Something that I read the other day. Something that I read the other day that I think is kind of pertinent. It's pertinent to a lot of things, but I think it's pertinent to this is that holiness. I think we talk about holiness in terms of like the, the overflow. Like you fill up your cup and then like you give to people what the overflow is. And that implies this is from the article that Father Harrison sent us. That implies some kind of chronological relationship between holiness and the effect of holiness. Mm-hmm. Holiness is a lot more like a fire wherein the heat and the fire are directly related. Like the heat is where the fire is, but you can't have the heat without the fire. And so holiness is, instead of being chronologically related to the effects of holiness, is ontologically related to the effects of holiness. Like you must grow in holiness and then the effects of that holiness are synonymous with the holiness itself. And so it's not like, oh, these men are going to get holier or you're going to get holier and then something will happen. It's as you and the men around you are growing in holiness, that the, the effects of the holiness will also occur. And so that means yeah. that when you grow and you call the men around you to grow, um, it'll be good. Stuff happens. Stuff, Stuff happens. Goes down. Stuff goes down. And, it, and it, might, it might take a long time. It might take a short time, but there's no time frame. And so... I don't know if that helps, but I think that's a good, I think it's good. Yeah. It's a good answer. I got, I got a, uh, I got a little treat for you. Check your, check your chat. We got from Julia. Check we got a, uh, some, some, uh, some cover art, cover art, some, some, some fan art. Some like coveralls. I asked for, for those, for those of you who are uh, listening and not watching, um, cause you can't, uh, the picture is, um, a, a, a decade of the rosary all, all cinnamon toast crunch for the beads. <laughs> and it says the crunch Catholic the podcast, podcast, the both and of comedy and Catholic content. <laughs> Dang. It's true though. I love it. I love it too. Shout out Julia. This Thanks is amazing. So much. Can we make this our new logo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Cause it has copyrighted, it has copyrighted cinnamon toast crunch yeah. on it, but it's fun. Um, it's cool. I yeah, like it. She's got no background in art or design. Can't even tell Julia. Me neither. Can't even tell. So, uh, is that the was that the other question? Was the other dating? It's attached. It's oh, okay. attached. I wanted okay. to introduce. I wanted to do a little introduction to a cool uh, little fan art thing that we I got see, because I, see, I, I see. love it. It makes me feel loved. Yes. Um, <laughs> makes me feel important. Makes you feel respected. Um, but that's yeah, not the only thing you desire. Respected. <laughs> I only desire respect in the form of fan art. Offer offer fan art at the foot of my statue. Okay. All right. My name is Julia. Well, it's Patrick, but her name is Julia. I'm mm-hmm. speaking in her. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I am a uni student near Toronto, California, Howdy. Canada, and I am a fan of the show. Hmm. I wanted to get you guys' opinions on something. A few months ago, you spoke about the Catching Foxes episode where they talked about guys needing respect and women oh. needing love. Wow. <laughs> Great. Cool. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I said this is going to be a good episode. Everything connects. 
as a single girl uh-huh. with some really great guy friends and a good uh, good artistic skills. I was wondering how you guys would suggest I can affirm them and show respect in a platonic relationship. Mm. Not sure if this is a Dr. Ethan's dating corner question, but I'd love to get your perspective. Oh, wow. It says especially Patrick because he's the smartest on the podcast. Wow. Thanks, Julie. I appreciate it. I don't think that said that. No, it does. But it doesn't. But um, she wants to know. So the question is essentially, how can I respect my guy friends platonically? Mm. I have a lot of good uh, women in my life that do this well. Uh, or uh-huh. have done this well in the past. Shout out to Tracy, huge friend of the podcast, Tracy, my teammates. Um, yeah, I think obviously it depends guy to guy. There's no real like, oh, every like we just talked about, like every man is affirmed in this way. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, be friends. What is the guy like? What does he prefer? What, is he, what do you know about him? Mm-hmm. Um, for myself, I really felt affirmed when my friends would come to me and ask me for my like opinions on something. Like if there was a female and this is like platonic, right? Like, Hey, I, I'm really struggling. Like, I don't know if I want to go to dental school or if I want to become a missionary. Right. Yeah. Like, what do you think? And then they ask and they really want my opinion or my input or even on like smaller things being asked, uh, what you think about things makes a guy feel really valued. Um, at least I feel very valued by that or asking for help. So like, Hey, I need, uh, literally as something as small as like, Hey, I need my dresser moved. Can you come and help me move my dresser? Or, Hey, I need help with, uh, homework or I need help with this thing with my job or like, you know, those, those types of things where advice or help or assistance can be provided. Um, Sure, you're getting a benefit out of it, but that makes a man feel like he's capable and he is like worth your time to yeah. to do those types of things. So I think that's that's my first thought. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I, I tend to agree. I think that when a friend asks me for help, when like my mom asks me for help with something that like she doesn't know how to do, like use her phone. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, or like. Yeah, I think you said it well. I mean, of course, I feel I feel the most respected when people offer fan art uh-huh. Get to out of our here. podcast and pa- <laughs> donate at patreon.com slash the crunch. But uh, yeah, I think I think what it comes down to is like men want to feel useful mm-hmm. and like not in a utilitarian sense, Mm-mm. not in like you're using me. It's like because of my muscles, my muscles. Yeah, it's. I mean, even when you said, like, will you help me come move my dresser? I was like, yeah, I'm not that strong. Well, actually, I'm kind of strong. Okay. I'm not the strongest, but, like, just that you would think about me mm-hmm. when you need something yeah. means something. Yes. That means a lot. Um, it makes me feel like I am a valuable person in your life, and that's good. Yeah. Obviously, you can't be asking the same guy to help you with stuff all the time because then it's like, oh, do you like him? <laughs> you should probably, <laughs> you guys should date. You should probably just date him. Yeah. And so yeah. there's prudence is involved in all these things. I think another thing too is um, in my experience, when a, a friend of mine or someone asks me like, hey, can you tell me um, tell me a story about your the last few months or like tell me about what's been going on in your work or tell me about what's. Um, instead of just like, how are you doing? Like, tell me a story about what you've done. 
And that like will make a man yeah. light up because they're like, oh, I can tell you about the stuff that I did because that's how we because uh-huh. that's how we think. And it's not in a again, not in a utilitarian way or in a we're attached to our accomplishments way. But that's how men relate to the world around them is by doing things. Yeah. And so if you can say like, hey, tell me about what you did uh, this weekend instead of saying, like, how are you doing? Um, that helps a lot, too. I think I think it's a good I think it's a good uh, generalization to say that men are more material. Um, part of part of the vocation of Adam in the garden, right, was to till and perfect the natural world, and so, like, lay people have a responsibility to perfect the temporal order. Mm-hmm. I think men have a responsibility to like perfect the material world, right? Like they're they're more they're more in the material world. Like our bodies are built more to like manipulate the material world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's in line with what you're saying. Again, this is more so because men are obviously not a spiritual. Mm-hmm. They're still spiritual, yes. right? But and women are not a material. Yeah, they are in fact made of matter. So. Oh, um, in a crazy. Hey. Uh, but yeah, and and I I, I talked about this <laughs> I, when I when I talked about this with a young adult group. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the question that I got the most about was like femininity is there to remind masculinity of the spiritual mm. and. This is femininity in general, not just women in general, but femininity in general, the concept of it is there to remind masculinity of the importance of the spiritual. And then masculinity is there to provide for the material, which is like, it's like to heal the body in which the soul resides, right? It's a body soul relationship in a sense. And so I get this question a lot. It's like how the women in the crowd asked like, how can we as women platonically remind men of the spiritual? And I think like in one sense, like you want, you want men to feel useful. You want men feel to respect to feel respected. Sure. But you also want to remind them of the spiritual. I think that's like asking them how they're feeling. Yes. Draw that out. Right. I think that's a great way that you can, that you can like offer your femininity platonically to your male friends. Um, but then again, you know, you do have to, you do have to establish good boundaries because he shouldn't come to you every time he needs something unless, yep. you know, so that there, there is, there is that, there is that give and take there. Right. Because mm-hmm. I do talk about my feelings with my, my, my friends that are girls mm-hmm. or as Sean would say, my, my friend girls. Um, but I'm not sharing everything. Yeah. I'm not sharing everything. And, and in fact, that would be, that would be and that's out not of just front because, to Phoebe. Like, yeah. Or not even, yeah. even if you're not in a relationship that you shouldn't do that, like get some boys Share your feelings with the boys. Hug each other. Crack open a couple of BLs. Of uh, (laughs) Bud Lights. Crack open a couple of Buds. Buds. And, yeah. I think that's good. I don't have anything else to add to that. I think that's, that's, we're doing well. Remember to buy my book when someone finally publishes it. Um, (laughs) Support us on Patreon. Please support us on Patreon. My alternator just broke. Yeah, or even. Uh, I know it's been a tough, tough couple of weeks. Um, you can also uh, hop on our Facebook Patreon page, which is where the hottest memes and the coolest guys uh, hang out. Some ladies are there too; they're cool. Also, I don't know if it's more women or men in that group, but it's a good mix. It's a fun time. We we focus more on the 100 than on the 85 or the 15 in the Facebook Patreon group. Um, Pick boy is there. And you're it's not, not going to want to miss Thank that. You. Thank you, Pick Boy, for sponsoring this episode. Uh, you can find me on. Blah, 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 blah. You can find Patrick on at Catholic Pat and 
at Patrick Nevy I at Patrick Nevy on Instagram. You can email us info at thecrunchcast.com. <laughs> Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Remember, you can pick your boys and you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your boy's nose. You can pick your boys and you can pick your nose, but there's no pick girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you and we will see you all next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.